on today's Two Beers Deep. Deacon Greg obviously missed our traditional, there we go, I've got to turn the mic, Mr. Traditional Monday, so it is Tuesday, uh, July 17th, 16th, July 16th. We're going to go over some, um, just some recent NBA talk, not too much left to cover. We're also going to get into uh, a little bit of NFL, which I'm super, super, super excited for. I want to talk a little WWE, major baseball things up and happening right now, I do believe so, Greg, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, everything else we get into, but here we go. Three, two, one, the action. I had to time that like as soon as you were trying to you didn't open have that. To. Yeah, I know. Keep telling you, you didn't have to. Mm. Greg just chooses not to drink on a show called Two Beers Deep. I have to drink four beers. I drink on the live show. I mean, come on. What do you mean, come on? I drink on the live show. Yeah, but th- it's called Two Beers Deep, Greg. When you originally signed up for it, did you believe that you weren't going to be drinking for it? Valid point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well aware. Um, so what's up, guys? It's Dean Greg back with Two Beers Deep. Podcast brought to you by Thoughts on the Bench. Uh, we recently apparently became super, super famous thanks to one writer, Andre Fry. God. I mean, uh, let me pull up the stats real quick. So, guys, if you do not know, we are a content creation, sports covering, blog, and platform. Uh, Thoughts on the Bench. This is just one podcast under the realm of uh, of TFTB. We are multifaceted is what we are. <laughs> multifaceted. So, yesterday, Dre, uh, our, one of our members of the Heart of the Order podcast, as well as uh, live show attendee, as well as friend of everybody that's ever been a part of Thoughts on the Bench, ever. And White Claw enthusiast, by the way. Yeah, we need to get him sponsored, I guess. <laughs> he wrote an article. Did you read it? I did not know. 2019 trade line. Uh, it's basically trade deadline. Oh, it's the primer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember seeing that then. Which, like, don't get me wrong. It's good, but it's like, it was just a three-based article. But it's because people love Dre that it did so well. So in the first day, it hit 298 views. Mm-hmm. Second day, it hit 400 views, which today would be the second day. He had us up 2,192%, our average viewers from the day before, which was obvious because it's, we don't do too much over the weekend. But yeah, Dre alone coming, and he's given me the views since he doesn't have a WordPress account. Mm-hmm. Derek has all the views. <laughs> That's a nice little pump the stats on there. Yeah, the nice thing is I'm not going to tell anybody about that fast. No, by day. all means. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Even though it says by Dre, it still has you as the uh, editor or the yep. uh, author on it. So, hey, by all means. Yep. Uh, main reason being that Dre doesn't write too often, so we didn't waste an account on him, and uh, looks like we should have. You know this is going to go to his head now just because of the fact that he doesn't write too often and he got so much views from it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same thing. It's uh, So... I didn't want to say it to tear him down in any sense because I want him to ride high on this. Aww. It's the same way that we sold out the very first live show and then the second one we had maybe a quarter of those people. Mm-hmm. Everyone's super excited when you do something. Everyone's super excited when it's new, it's fresh. I mean, right. that's how it is. And after a while, people stop sharing and stop liking and stop commenting and stop doing things on every article. Yeah. Obviously, you can still write articles. Like I still get articles out there that I know exactly who's going to comment. I dropped one about fantasy football today, which I want to bring up heavy today. Okay. Um, the, the two guys that went to high school with me, I knew they were going to comment because they comment on every fantasy football thing. Mm-hmm. Originally, if that was my first, and I said, look, guys, here's my first blog post. Check it out. A lot more people would have viewed it. Absolutely. I'm not taking away from what Dre did. It's just funny because I'm not saying that either. <laughs> I know, but I mean, on Hodo, I love to tear him down because I like he gets so riled up and stuff that I got to like pump the brakes on him a little bit before 100%. he before he hits his head, obviously. So well, let's start right there. Let's start with some baseball, Greg. Mm hmm. Um, so we're obviously off of All-Star Weekend. Yep. Or All-Star... What is it called? All-Star Break. All-Star Break. That's which, right. Which, by I the way... it wasn't a weekend, but I couldn't remember the thing. Which, by the way, you can expect a new Hodo episode dropping this week as we are officially off our All-Star Break as yeah, well. So. I don't know who... Who sanctioned an All-Star Break? I don't know why you guys decided to take an All-Star Break. I don't know who thought that would be a good idea, but that was really stupid. It was a brilliant idea. Why? Because... It's all, a waste of content. It's All-Star Break. Yeah, but why didn't you cover the All-Star game? We did, did our not. we did our did thing not. beforehand. You did not cover the All-Star we'll game. We'll do a post recap this not week. Not the same. And I honestly I I do got to talk to the three of you cuz that was oh. one of those, that was one of the more stupid things that's ever happened at Thoughts on the Bench. We had trouble getting together, okay? So we just used it we used you All-Star never get break. together. Well, we had trouble coordinating a time to get together on the phone. Yeah, but the All-Star Okay, would you say the All-Star break is easily the second biggest event in baseball? Unfortunately, yeah. Okay. And you guys took off Yes. You see. All right. I get where I'm I get, angry Okay. About this. I, I know. I know. I get No, your there's point. no all right. I mean, you of all people should know you that get, this was a big miss. I. 
fine. I will take full responsibility. I thought it was a good tongue-in-cheek thing to say we were on our all-star break, but yes, I understand it was. That's a like bad me saying, "Well, I'm, I'm in the off-season. I don't got to talk about f- football." <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. So I will, I will, uh, I will release a statement later. I'll, I'll write a blog about it when I'm waiting for Mac at the bar. Are you going to reprimand us? Um, I don't know what the positive. I don't praise you guys i mean your podcast records when you want to it's normally too long and it's normally dre yelling the entire time exactly maybe you should um, like reprimand us by saying dre can only talk for x amount of minutes on the next one i mean that that's something you guys have to figure out we'll we'll figure out a punishment for you guys because taking that's like ben taking off all-star weekend for basketball oh you know what i mean like that's that's just that's lazy that's poorly yeah that's poorly executed on our part we get it well, I don't think you all get it. I know you get it. I was trying to be funny by saying we were on our all-star break as a way to hide the fact that we couldn't get together to record an episode. That's all. So you think I'm dumb? No, I just... See, yeah. No, I was trying to be funny, okay? It, obviously, it did not work well. I apologize. Yeah, but you didn't... You didn't... Okay, walk me through how it happened. Who, who, who initially pitched this stupid-ass idea? I... Listen, we have a group chat. We tried to figure out when we can record, and it just did not work out. So because we had trouble picking a time, I might have been the one to say, you know what, let's just say we're on our all-star break this week and not record. So you can blame me for the reasoning of saying that that's why we didn't record is the all-star break, when in reality it's because we couldn't figure out a time. I thought you guys recorded on Wednesdays. We do, but uh, we had uh, circumstances that came up that didn't allow us to record. Okay. Yes. From now on. All right. Here's what I'm, I'm going to... I'll write this in the blog post. And I'll, I'll, yeah, this, this is an official statement from you, the... 100%. All right. Because this is just stupid in my mind. Okay. Like, it's, it's one of those things where, like, it's not even... I'm not even mad about it. I was just trying to be tongue-in-cheek about yeah, it. That's but, yeah, all. But, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but I would have... There was no benefit from being tongue-in-cheek other than you guys getting a week off. That's very true. Like, there's no... <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and I know, I know sometimes it sounds like... Like, I know that sometimes my perspective on the content is different than the perspective of the time. Like, I'm well aware mm-hmm. of that. But what I'm getting at here is that I don't... Like, I, it's a running joke that I say you guys record whenever you want to, obviously. You yes. record Wednesdays now because, you know, Dre... Right. Up, which is totally fine. Um, but what I might put in place is... Uh, some kind of like, I, I I don't want to say that I got to be on every episode, but oh, maybe no. I got to start babysitting you guys. Babysitting us? Jeez, I didn't realize we were six year olds or something like that. They had to Me watch neither, over. Greg. Yeah, apparently. I mean, I don't know. Dre sometimes when he rambles, he talks like a six year old, but that's besides the point, obviously. Uh, yeah, I texted him. I said, destroying Hodo right now. And Max <sighs> said, what else is new? And Dre said, shame. I said, I said, all-star break is the laziest thing ever. Oh, is that, oh, is that why my, my pocket was just vibrating like crazy for a second? Okay. And it's still going. Mm-hmm. Dre said, the real baseball pod getting destroyed by the fake one. This is not even about baseball, Dre. Mm-mm. This is about his manhood. <laughs> That's what I'm putting. Um, no, I mean, obviously, I feel like if, if I'm technically the CEO, I'm the most relaxed CEO ever because... We're never, we're never going to make money with that mentality. So I'm turning a new leaf. Um, You're putting your foot down on this. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I think right. I think everyone's a little too comfortable. Okay, that's fine. We we sent out a little internal survey today um, to try and get the guys fired up because I think we finally have. I I think we're still a few pieces away mm-hmm. from a full slate of content writers like i think we're we're one and two and i know exactly where i want to go i know exactly who i'd like to have for those it's it's ready waiting for the right time waiting for the incentive waiting for the promotion waiting for all this mm-hmm. but hodo is going to be um an example the way that ben fury was an example all right. i mean you remember i <laughs> i know so ben if you don't remember kept he kept one he kept publishing his own articles and two i forget the other thing he did that i called him out on slack for uh, it, it was something just very. Oh well, okay, this is different. But the juju shirt thing, oh. like like the juju shirt thing, should never have been an issue. Right. And I put in Slack. I said, "Hey guys, just you know, so everyone knows, can we not tweet the people whose face are on the shirts, um, in a, in an effort to not get banned?" Yes. And I said, "I'm not naming names." And and Ben obviously was right. like, "Well, I'm sorry, guys." And I said, "Ben, you didn't have." To. He's like, "Well, I'm the only one that did it." Well, you didn't know that. 
Mm Because what if I talked to Smalls and Smalls deleted it? Or what if Peter did it and I I asked him and Peter deleted it? Mm -hmm. Um, But I am going to make an example of Heart of the Order in a sense of the way that you thought the Ulster break was tongue-in-cheek. Yes. uh, This will also be, uh, as you worded it, tongue-in-cheek. All right, fine. So walk me through what is going on right now in baseball, Greg, because I don't fully know how long we have till like, wild card in playoffs. Uh, The All-Star's not halfway, right? That's like three-quarters of the way No, it's like like two-thirds. I would say. Okay, I'd say cool. two-thirds, yeah. There's a funny story. It's a funny saying my dad always goes with, and that is that the pennant race doesn't start until Labor Day, and that's kind of the way that it, it evens out. So, like, the, the Labor Day is officially the last stretch for teams to try to make a run to get to the playoffs, and okay. it happens every year. Uh, right now, we are two weeks away from the trade deadline. Uh, neighbor Names are flying all over the place. I was just going to ask when the trade deadline Yeah, was. it's two weeks away, which, ironically enough, we are recording on July 31st on the actual trade deadline day. Will so it that, end while, like, it'll end before or after, or it's going on during? It'll be before. Uh, I believe trade deadline usually ends at 3 o'clock. I could be wrong. i got to double-check it. But, yeah, we will be recording right after the trade deadline uh, finishes, so we will get as much fresh like opinions about the trades that occur and the impacts that it can make. Uh, the big things that you always see with the trade deadline is trying to figure out what teams are going to be sellers, what teams are going to be buyers, and what teams are kind of like that middle ground where you're trying to figure out they don't necessarily have to sell, but at the same time, do they really want to go all in this year? It's like that's the area where I find it to be most intriguing because you're trying to figure out what are the you have to either these next two weeks figure out where your team is yeah. at currently yeah and it's and it's very difficult to do um that's the talk with the pirates that's the talk with the reds that's the talk well, with the diamondbacks so, question, so brooksy dropped an article that was pretty uh um pretty good from what uncle terry said uncle terry uh is the baseball basically morality meter at this point the morality meter i yeah. like that he basically decides what's good content what isn't for baseball all right I don't think he even knows it yet. But basically, he had said something along the lines of, like, it was a good article, this and that. And then Brooksy replied back um, to a friend of mine's article, uh, or a friend of mine's comment on the article about, tell me something about the Blue Jays. And he said the Blue Jays are one of the most interesting team at the trade deadline. Why is that? The main reason is because they have one of the biggest trade chips going into the trade deadline. And his name is Marcus Stroman, uh, American pitcher, very young. Uh, I believe he's 26 right now 27 perhaps uh he is a guy who has everything you could potentially want in a ace type pitcher uh he hasn't put up the numbers that we expect him to maybe yeah. because mainly because of the fact that he's in toronto and he doesn't necessarily have the best defense well, where's toronto at right now because vlad is obviously toronto is currently in fourth place in the division obviously they are they will not finish in the last place because the orioles have one of the worst records in all of baseball yeah, and great. they're going on for the second straight year where they'll lose 100 straight games not straight 100 games in a season Mm -hmm. but uh the blue jays are an interesting team because of the fact that they have this pitcher and they also have a lot of young talent that they're trying to groom and see what they get they have a young core that they're building right now led by vlad guerrero jr so it's an interesting idea where stroman could be the main like piece that teams are going to acquire for he's then probably the number one play He's a starting pitcher. Is he? Okay. He is probably the number one starting pitcher target amongst the trade deadline folks. And I put Jesus. that and I put him over Mad Bum right now because Mad Bum has kind of Yeah, like, Mad Bum's been in the market for a trade. Where, yeah. where does he land? There's a lot of theories about that because Mad Bum is a is a is a weird case. He's lefty. Um something that his his velocity off his fastball has dropped recently, so he doesn't have the same stuff that you would expect. Yeah, I saw Pony tweeted out something about like he couldn't understand why. Pirates fans were mad at the idea of getting Mad Bum, and Dre basically said because his fastball is not fast anymore, and right. because he's older, and because he's too expensive, and there's no reason for the Pirates to even target a guy like that. Right? There, there's honestly no reason for it. Like with Stroman, you at least have, I believe, two years of control with it. So, but the idea is that if you trade Stroman, you're going to get a better package for it because teams are going to essentially have to offer more in order to buy out the fact that they're going to get more control with him. That's yeah. why the Pirates gave up so much for Chris Archer, even though it kind of blew up in their face. It was kind of worth it at the time because of the fact that you got so was much. Was it worth it at the time? At the time, because a lot of people were saying it was like too, uh, a year too late and things like that. That's, and that's fair. more what I'm getting into. The idea behind it being the right time for it is because of the fact that this is an American League pitcher moving to the National League. Which, if you look at the comparisons, American League pitchers who usually transition to the National League dominate because of the fact that there's no DH. 
So you uh, have your your numbers should essentially improve by that standpoint right there. But with Archer, what happened was is that he was tinkering too much with his stuff that that for he kind of fell off the map. You know bit. what I'm really excited for? And what? this is off baseball. Go ahead. I'm excited to take phone calls during this podcast. Oh, man. So Greg and I bought, and I, I, the only reason I thought of this, because Dre's, he's fiery. Um, uh, yes, he is. Uh, is because, so Greg and I bought, uh, we upgraded our audio equipment. So we have a, a beautiful ProSonus audio box that is a two-point. Um, I love this little thing. I think this little thing is still going to stay close to my heart. We've had this for two years, man. I yep. mean, it's been with us for the longest time. It has been everything that I wanted when I spent 100 bucks on it at Guitar Center right. two years ago. Um it's been the perfect little device, and we also got our shout-out to the little Studio One audio recording. Um, but with this new thing, we will be able to take actual in-episode phone calls, which, like, what we'll do is we'll, I'll be like, all right, maybe we'll be like, all right, first three people to text me get on this episode, and they'll call in and ask questions and d- debate. I don't want to be that show that's like, call on in and call blah, blah, blah. You want to be like a radio show, essentially. No, that no, no, does but that. what I am excited for is for a lot of the people that said, when can I call in, to call in and for you to tell them they're all dumbasses because you're smarter than them. <laughs> Especially I'll... when Steelers season comes back. Oh, God. I can't wait for that. So, so, so much. So, back to baseball. Who's going to win our division? Because right now it is the Brewers up top, right? Yes. Uh, right now it's the Brewers. Fuck yeah, baseball knowledge. <laughs> right now it's the Brewers and the Cubs. And don't we have the, clo- the the closest gap between top and bottom? Yes. Woo, baseball. Yes, our division is very, very close. Right now the Pirates are Third. even, yeah, no, fourth. Damn it. Yeah, fourth I have called. Oh, all right, I'm shooting 66.6% repeating, of course. That's fair. They're about six games back right now when only and five games under 500. That's how close the division is. But it also says a lot, too, because with that same record, if they would have gone to, let's say, the National League West, they would be about 22 games back. Yep. Because that just says, you one, how dominant the Dodgers are, and it just kind of tells you how much the the National League Central hasn't really pulled away yet. Like, I remember talk this past week about how if the Pirates would have swept the Cubs, there could have been an argument for Joe Madden getting fired. Really? Yeah, which is crazy to think about because at the same time, you're basing this off of the first half of the season, and I feel like a lot of playoff teams, a lot of playoff caliber teams hit their stretch once the Labor Day rolls and they start yeah. to get hot. That's usually when something will occur that kind of brings the team together. I do I do want to throw out your your Hodo boys. Are, they're swinging left and right, Greg, but they're going down. I know because my pocket is vibrating like crazy. They're going so. down. So I just want to bring this up here. Uh, I said, you know, there you know, there will be a blog tonight. Mm-hmm. And McAfee said, good, you write that blog. <laughs> and then shove it right up your ass. Wow. And I said, I will write that blog because that'll make two of us in this group chat that have wrote blogs this week. High five, Dre. Uh... <laughs> so what I did, which is a beautiful tactic, Greg, I basically commended Dre for writing yes. by pitting him against you and Mac, uh, which honestly, I do have to ask, do you just not like writing, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> I... Availability is the best ability, Greg. Yeah, and you have more availability than anyone ever. That's that's uh, maybe. Well, you got a girlfriend now, so it changed a little bit, dude. You, (laughs) dude, my dude, my whole week. Okay, yesterday I was at a concert, which is part of the reason why we didn't record. I prevail. I prevail. They listen to the show. Great, great concert, by the way. Did you? You should have. You should have taken the flag. And gotten uh, oh, and gotten sort of. put up on Vo's shoulders and held it up. Oh, that would we be do great. need to do more with that flag. <laughs> we do. Yeah, yesterday I had a concert. Today I'm recording. Tomorrow yeah. I'm recording. Thursday I'm recording. Friday I'm going to a concert. Yeah, but tell me that's not availability. What? You're recording three nights out of your week. That's availability. I'm not saying you being available more. I'm saying available to do things. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by availability. Not like you have time. Like I can't just text you and be like, let's do it because you filled all your availability. But you show up and you're on time and you don't, you know, you know what you're talking about. You're lucky you're so smart sometimes, I think. <laughs> because I don't, because <laughs> I definitely do not believe that you prepare for this show any more than the average sports fan knows their their knowledge of something, and that's not a knock, because nope. I definitely don't. No, I don't. Um, I mean, more, most of my research usually comes from reading Bleacher Report for like a half hour just to catch up you, you, on what's going on in the world. Your actual knowledge comes from being a genuine sports fan, uh-huh. which is why this is so successful with our 23 followers. Yeah, it, it's also <laughs> it also helps that I don't take opinions too seriously. 
I respect other people's opinions, but at the same time, like if it's just really off base, You're- it's, yeah, it's kind of one of those things that I got to put them in their place like really quickly. Like you remember the car ride that on our way to the live show last week when Josh was talking about something with wrestling and then I just immediately settled him down and I was yeah, like, but yeah, I also didn't want to talk. So I wasn't paying too much attention because that's fair. I was mad at everything. At yeah. That point. The world, the world was not your oyster. That it day. wasn't that fun. Um, which is, which is honestly a great thing to say because that was one of our best live shows to date. That was very fun. Um, I was a, a and I want to shout out everybody that came to that guys. If you, if you listen to this and you aren't aware in, in Pittsburgh. So if you obviously don't listen to this from Pittsburgh, you won't understand scratch, but scratch is up at Troy Hill. It's very mm-hmm. difficult to get to. There was flooding on 28, the main road to get there. Yep. We did not expect many people to show up. My, my girlfriend had to swim there. Yeah. Shout out to and her. And in all seriousness, we had our normal crew plus, plus a lot more guys. Um, our normal group of guys are, are either benchers. And honestly, I think we need to come up with a better way to define between fans of Thoughts on the Bench and writers. Yeah. Even though we're all... Because it's... Uh, I mean, copping out. So what do you think like benchers is probably like to... It, it kind of like in, combines writers and fans in that perspective. Which I like. Because if yeah. you are writing for Thoughts on the Bench, I'm honestly... And this goes for you too, Greg, which I know you don't do. Mm-hmm. Not throwing you under the bus, just facts. It's okay. If you are a contributor for Thoughts on the Bench, I expect you to at least read the articles that pertain to the things you are interested in that we produce. So I know that you didn't read Brooksy's most recent article. Well, no, no, I did. The, uh, the, I read the... Did uh, you the, read the baseball one? Not the backyard one. I'm talking about the baseball one. So the, the backyard uh, one came out today, and you are a very busy man, so I'm not talking about that. I read the second half prediction one, like, okay. a little bit earlier. Like, that's why I, that's why I love the fact that he was on my side with the Nationals while your cousin was being a little <laughs> douche about it. Shout out to Keedy, our yeah. youngest. He's supposed to be Josh's intern, so we'll see what happens with that. I really hope that the Nationals do make the playoffs, and then I want Keedy to apologize to me and Brooks well, at the Keedy next Well, also show. wrote under... Uh, Austin's best quarterback and wide receiver duo. He said, ha, 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 people that think the Steelers are no drama, they still have Tomlin, all the drama. I'm like, Keaton, you yeah. are a Bengals, Bengals fan, man. Like, it, it, you lost three off. Like, do you see their other offensive linemen are retired? Yeah. Like, dude, the only, like, you literally, are, he, he's poking the bear. Do you want to know why I will never draft a Bengal in fantasy? A.J. Green is arguably mm-hmm. one of the most talented wide receivers we'll ever see. Mm-hmm. And I would argue he was completely wasted there. Joe Mixon had his off-the-field issues, will right. arguably go down as one of the best prospective talents. To be seen. fair, to be fair, last year was his first year that he actually was the primary back. And I think he held up well. Held up well is the same thing that A.J. Green does. Uh, They're not ever going to lead the league. They're okay. never going to—everyone's—honestly, and I'll get into this with fantasy, because I want to spend about half the show on fantasy today, okay. Greg, because you know that's my cup of tea. That is your that's cup of tea. That's my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I, I, there's certain guys that I don't get the hype around, and mm-hmm. maybe we'll play the, the hype train game later. Yeah. Joe Mixon is one of them. I see no reason to target him in the first two rounds. I don't want a piece of that Bengals offense. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that Bengals offense. People are treating him like he's Saquon Barkley, and he's nowhere near. Oof. Think about it, though. He's an offensive line, decent to terrible quarterback. Last year, obviously, had a premier wide receiver in Odell. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, well, they have to give somebody the ball. Well, no, they don't, because they're going to be John Powell's shit. You, what's weird, you could argue he's kind of a poor man, Saquon Barkley. Very poor. Yeah, very, very like poor. Like recession. <laughs> yeah, and what's worse, too, he's behind, a, he's behind a better O-line than the Giants. Yes. That is what's scarier. So let's get back to baseball for a little bit. We uh, I don't want to spend too too much time on baseball. We do this still. a lot that we kind of just get off on tangents. Well, we are halfway we, through yeah. the show, basically. I know. Point. It's um, nice when we do that. Last thing I want to ask about baseball. Okay. In all seriousness, at this point, who do you think is going to be in the World Series? And who do you think is going to win it? Right now, I really... I, I brought this up at the live show, and I got burned for it so bad. It's it's gonna be. <laughs> I don't care, dude. I want the Dodgers in the World Series because here's well, my. You only got burned on it because I don't believe that Kershaw deserves one because I don't believe any player deserves one. But your cousin decided to burn me for that statement because of the fact that I'm a Pittsburgh fan, and I'm gonna defend it. I don't Here, get that. Here's yeah. my issue. Andrew Freeman, who's the general manager of the Dodgers, this is a guy who essentially was the main building block head honcho who found a way to make the Rays competitive. He is the reason that the Rays made it to the World Series the year that they when did. When did they do that? That was... In I feel two, like that was a while ago, 2008. Right? They lost in the World Series to the Phillies that had... they have uh, is, uh, Their fucking catcher was Pudge? No. Pudge was not their catcher. Who was their... They had one player. 
Was it? No, it was, what, did they have Longoria? Yeah, they had Longoria. Yeah, I knew, they, I knew they had one guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had Longoria. David, Pudge, was, Pudge was a giant, right? David, yeah, Pudge was, okay. no, uh, yeah, Pudge was a giant. Uh, David Price was their all-star, was, was, wow. their, was their rookie, and he was their closer. He was, what a name. Mm-hmm. He Four was years, yeah. He was their closer. He was phenomenal. The Rays, this guy is literally the reason that the Rays made it to the World Series with the lowest payroll in all of baseball. And I love the fact that he is essentially being given the keys to an unlimited budget. And what he did with it is he assen- instead of going out and buying everyone left and right like you normally would with the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Mets or some of this, he decided to do the exact same thing that he did with the Rays. Instead of instead of essentially buying out the high-priced free agents right on, he built it for a foundation with it. Who's they, better? Wait, is he is he a GM or a coach? He's a GM. He's Who's also better, him he, or Epstein? And, and and I know it's easy to say. Well, Epstein has a ring. No, like Epstein's, who, Epstein's got Epstein's got two rings, and he's also the reason why the Red Sox won their last ring is because a lot of the guys that are on that team he drafted. So Epstein, yes, Epstein, okay. right now. Is it close though? If he wins a ring with the Dodgers, I will say it will get there because of how well he did with a limited budget in Tampa Bay. Is Epstein the greatest manager of all time? Greatest GM, you mean? Or GM? Yeah, thank you. General manager, yeah. Uh, That's what GM is. I, part of me has to. I, I mean, like I. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, he broke two. I, I know this is obviously more sports fandom than sports data. Mm-hmm. He broke two major curses. He did. That's very true. I mean, from that, from the sports fan mindset, you could argue that. I think some of the best GMs that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Question for you, by the way, Brian, Brian Sabian, because he won three rings in San Francisco. I are, mean, are GMs a notable like actual part of baseball? Like people know every team's GM. Because in football, they're really not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, GMs... Like John Dorsey, but... Yeah, GMs are kind of always in the hot spot, too, because the trade deadline is such a big deal. Um, uh, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, like, I would say Brian Cashman is probably the best GM in baseball. He's with the Yankees. Uh, but what, what what I love about Brian Cashman is that he still he goes out to get free agents, but he also is amazing when it comes to developing talent with limited huh. with limited resources because the Yankees may not have as high of a budget as some people are allowed to but he somehow finds a way to turn on talent. And that's another thing why I love the Dodgers so much. The Dodgers are able to get so much talent through their farm system and their international academy, and they don't spend a lot of money on it. They are great when it comes to a talent evaluation. So that's something that I love about that. He essentially built the Rays organ. He essentially got the entire Rays scouting department, built it the way that he did in Tampa. Yeah. And it's with less money, but yet he's trusting these people to be able to scout talent, and it's worked out so well for them. Agreed. All right, let's get off baseball. Let's let's do a little uh, let's do a little NBA, and then spend the rest of the show on football. Yeah. We um, hey, news broke after the live show that we dropped on Thursday. I wrote, we, I wrote an article. You about did. It. You were very very quick to write that. You were gung ho about drunk. it. You were so, yeah, you were drunk. I could tell from the way that you the grammar was because it was like a Josh Elsess article. Well, you know what it comes down to. <laughs> what I'm I'm the boss, and and also <laughs> you you did it as soon as I showed you my phone yeah. too. You well, were you know so why? because, because I'm that. so tired of benchers, mm-hmm. our own our own blood, our own core, telling me that I'm wrong about something and me being completely one hundred percent correct. How many people said you were wrong? Uh. Oh, wow. Shout out to our blog, which has earned $6 to this day. Cool. Um, some of those are off, I think, a dollar's off the back of Dre from yesterday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, no, Keaton, Austin Knapp, Tyler Pingree, Dre. I, I just, there's there's been so many things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I said Kawhi's not going to be a Laker. Kawhi's like, Kawhi's like, Kawhi's like, Kawhi's like, Kawhi's Yeah, yeah. Kawhi's not going to be a Laker. Mm-hmm. I said that. Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets. And people said it wouldn't work. This, that, this, that. I was like, hey, it's gonna work. Which, I, was, I know it's gonna work. I was, I was hesitant on it too. I'm not gonna lie, but I know it's gonna work. The Kawhi to Laker one, I agreed with you on because I thought that was that just wouldn't have fit him. I didn't expect Kawhi to be just a, a snake about it by getting Paul George to go there. Agreed. I agree. But the Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets, I was not expecting. And I um, firmly believe that I'm smarter than anyone that reads articles <laughs> because I've been correct twice now. If Chris Paul becomes a Laker, Greg, mm-hmm. yeah, 
I don't believe you'll ever hear the end of it from me. No, I know you won't, because you're you're still burned about the the trade that didn't go down when he thought he was going to go. Well, there. we'd be getting him five years, six years, seven years, eight years, nine years, arguably ten years too late mm-hmm. uh, at this point. But, I feel, but yeah, because I mean, I feel like they would rather have him as the point guard than LeBron. hundred uh, percent. LeBron yeah. as the point guard is, is not a bad thing in the sense that mm-hmm. LeBron is always a point guard. Right. The problem for me with LeBron at the point guard is then the other team's point guard will be positioned against him. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 yeah, it's a matchup nightmare for anyone else. But yeah. on um, defense, you're wasting LeBron's actual God-given ability to be bigger than someone else. Would you argue that essentially the point guard has to be the best defender on a team? I would one hundred percent say that needs to be the center. Okay. Um, maybe not 100% actually, now that I say that. Here's here's why I don't agree with it has to be the point guard. Because I think traditionally throughout the history of basketball, we can both agree that small forward and shooting guard are both the most offensive dominant positions. Yeah, especially, um, uh, yeah, especially like in the last 30 years. Yeah, I think the point guards, if you're playing defense as a point guard, there's two things you need to make sure you're doing. Mm-hmm. One, you are quick in transition yep. because your guy is leading the charge. And if your mm-hmm. guy pushes the pace... You are screwed. Uh, and two, they need to um, they need to just pr- protect the long three in today's game. Mm-hmm. N- not you know past games or anything, but today if Steph or Dame. But or that's kind of why I would argue they might be more important now than they were back then because of how much of a progressive type of game that it well, is now. Where three point shooting is now the main target that you go agreed, for. Agreed. But when there's guys out there like when shooting guard and small forward still, and mm-hmm. I mean I guess it depends what you categorize James Harden as. It, it depends what you categorize, uh, especially now with him and Russell Westbrook together. Yeah. Which is going to be interesting. <laughs> well, and they've always had a point guard technically, so mm-hmm. it's interesting. But I, I would argue that um, it's still center in the sense that simple points in the paint. Mm-hmm. The only team that doesn't do that are the Rockets. Even Golden State does simple points. Mm-hmm. Simple points are always going to be there. The right. Rockets shoot on efficiency, which is fine. If you do not have a center that is functioning in the paint and they can just get simple point after simple point after simple point, those stack up more mm-hmm. than hitting four out of seven of your threes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it, it just uh, that's why I think that that's right? fair. So your idea about how Russell Westbrook and James Harden are going to work together, I think part of it, and this brings me back to an article I remember reading a long time ago. Um, I want to say a few years back on Grantland. This is when Bill Simmons still had it. Uh, he came up with the idea where, not necessarily the idea, but he interviewed the uh, the Rio Grande Valley uh, Vipers, which was at the time it was the Houston Rockets affiliate. Oh. So they started the whole concept of being predominant three-point shooting in the G League years ago because the logic was essentially that you're trying to get the most amount of points possible by taking more three-point attempts and it's efficiency it's it's if i'm taking a mid-range two Mm -hmm. versus a three the benefit of an extra point outweighs the closer you are to the rim yes so i can understand why the trade went down from that perspective because i think both westbrook and harden fit that mindset moving forward but I would love to understand from your perspective, mm-hmm. why will this work? So I completely disagree with the one thing you just said where you, you think Russell Westbrook fits that mold. I think this is the Rockets, and, and I'm dead ass serious. I think this is the Rockets saying, we realize this efficiency thing is not working. Okay. It's just not. Okay. It's been like, what, four years since they've been doing it? And they tested this out like years before yeah. they even got hard. I, yeah. I think what they're saying right now is, look, efficiency, uh, it, it still needs to be a part of their game in the sense that they still have three-point shooters and they still have great players. Right. But what they are saying now is, fuck efficiency. <laughs> we need two superstars. Mm-hmm. And they got it. Yep. They have arguably the best one-two scoring punch in NBA history. Ooh. And I'm not saying that to be a. Everyone's gonna be like, "Well, no, they can't because the two. No, no, no. As players, yep. This is point wise able to contest with Kobe and Shaq. These are two guys who essentially were battling each other for the last three years to win MVP. I am the number one Kobe fan. Yes, ever. you are. Yes, you are. They are not better than Kobe and Shaq. What they can do is put up more points than any duo ever, and everyone else on that Rockets roster right now mm-hmm. believes it, and I guarantee they're okay with it. And everyone's like, well, there's only so many people. No, if Westbrook came out with 45 and Harden came out with 50, oh, I guarantee that team would be hype. Yeah. 
I, I don't, and everyone's like, well, ball hawk, ball hawk, ball hawk, ball hawk. Paul George was third in MVP voting with Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook went to a final. Yeah. They almost beat Golden State. And plus, if you want to look at this too, the year that Russell Westbrook had to be the predominant scorer, he didn't have a partner in no. crime to look at it too. The triple double season, triple double season. The best player he's playing was Steve Adams and Cameron Sardis Payne. Tech, like, to be fair, he had two triple double seasons. Yeah, but the thing that pisses me off about everyone is there is no information except for the fact that some players do not want to play in Oklahoma City. That Russell Westbrook deters great players from being great. There is zero, zero data backing. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Is Kevin Durant with Russell Westbrook or without him? That's fair. Did they hit heads? Yeah. But guess what? They both fucking got theirs. Mm-hmm. <coughs> James Harden was either got theirs. Paul George, when he was there, got theirs. Victor Oladipo, when he was there, got theirs. Yep. Steve Adams, when he was... Why? I don't understand the negative slander on Russell Westbrook, aside from the fact that the dude is dominant with the ball. There's no actual, like... Well, if you look at Paul George's career, he had a bad... No, Paul George was an MVP candidate. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant was arguably the greatest player on the planet Mm -hmm. with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. The only thing people have is the eye test of Russell demands the ball. Therefore, he cannot be with this other guy that demands the ball. Right, and you could easily make the argument, too, (laughs) that Russell Westbrook demanded the ball because he needed to demand the ball. And I cannot stand the people that go, well, Chris Paul was a past first guard, and he didn't work. No, no, no. Chris Paul is a ball-dominant, non-scoring guard. Mm -hmm. He's ball-dominant in the sense that if Chris Paul does not have the ball in his hands, he's not that dangerous from three. He's not that dangerous when he shoots from anywhere Mm -hmm. else. He's not going to slash and beat you. Russell Westbrook is... (coughs) Jeez, I'm going to throw my throat out the window. (laughs) I keep coughing like subtly, but what I'm getting at here is both Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook need the ball to start. The difference for me... Russell Westbrook is much more dangerous off the ball than Chris Paul. Yeah. If Russell Westbrook gives the ball to James Harden, he will run around, do all the things he can to be open because he's arguably the best pound-for-pound athlete we've ever seen in the NBA, Mm -hmm. and get open. Chris Paul doesn't do that. There's no reason for me to believe this won't work other than people going, well, they both need the ball. It's stupid. It's lazy, in my opinion. It's lazy to have that mentality. When you bring up the Chris Paul argument, too, I would actually love to know in close games, how often does Chris Paul like to hold the ball to take a last shot? Probably none. Never. I would argue he never did. Obviously. So, like, that's kind of the mindset with him. And there's nothing wrong with that mindset. It's led to a successful career with Chris Paul. Chris Paul is, he may not be a scoring threat, but in terms of everything that you want from a point guard, there's nothing wrong with having a Chris Paul. It's just you have to be able to build a roster around the fact that he's not going to be the guy that you want to take that last shot yeah. for it right there. And I think that might be the other issue that comes up with Harden and Westbrook, which is I think what a lot of people who are casual sports fans look at this is because they see both of these guys together. They've seen James Harden essentially kind of transformed himself into Russell Westbrook, what he was in Oklahoma yeah. City. I think that's where the mindset that a lot of casual sports fans come with it is that Harden became a superstar by himself, and Russell yeah, Westbrook yeah. is now essentially coming to join him, having also transitioned into a superstar from being by himself. So once you add those two together, because they haven't played consistently together in years, and Harden was not the player that he is now. So it, oh, 100%. It, so it's kind of one of those things that's like, I think there's a lot of intrigue to see what happens when both of them come together. I think they will be, I think they will be f- great to watch. And especially because the West is now, the, the Warriors are, I don't believe the Warriors are going to win the West this year because of the fact that Clay is going to be injured. You don't have KD anymore. You're going to have to rely a lot on Steph to be able to do what he did. Yeah. And there's so much spread out talent now. But you are crazy to not think the Rockets have maybe the best chance they've had in a long time to make it to the NBA Finals. Do you believe that the Rockets will finish best than the fourth worst team in the West? Best than the fourth worst team. Do you think they will at at least be the fifth worst team in the West? That is my bet with Keaton. At least? Keaton said that they will finish either the worst, second to worst, third to worst, or fourth to worst in the West. That's insane. Thank you. That is insane. Zero reason to believe that, and it's just stupid. Because here's the other thing, too. Amazingly, from this trade that they had to do to give up Chris Paul, to get get Russell Westbrook, they didn't give up Clint Capella. 
which yeah. I thought for sure would have had to have been one of the main things that they had to give up in order to get another second second star there. But all they had to do was give up two draft picks and Chris Paul, which obviously the two draft picks are what Sam Presti wanted. And by the way, I'm just going to point this out. So many draft I'm, I'm going to point this out. Sam Presti, I feel like he kind of looked at the last 11 years and realized what I was doing wasn't working. I got close, but obviously I need to try something else. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, general, and he did it the perfect way. Yes, and he did it a great way too. That's something that you don't see from a lot of general managers in the NBA. It's that they have to be able to take risks and they know when something's not working, you got to bail out and try again. Even if you're sacrificing maybe one year, you have a lot of ammo right now to figure out how to build yourself back up. And I give Sam Presti a lot of credit. This is a guy who drafted Kevin Durant. He drafted James Harden. He drafted Did he? Russell Westbrook. He was yeah. with the Sounders? Yeah, Presti was there. Wow. And then or he, Sonics? Yeah, he drafted Steven Adams. You know, he made a lot of these deals. Yeah. I think he's a capable GM to be able to rebuild that Thunder roster. So if anyone in Oklahoma City is concerned about this being the downfall of them, I say give it a year. See what happens. You have a lot of young players right now. Figure out who they want to keep, then transition moving forward. But I think the Thunder will be fine. So let's get off basketball because I agree with you. And let's get into fantasy. Okay. <clears throat> as well as football. We'll just make it all encompassing. All right. Uh, I want to start first by saying just general football. Did you see all the 99s in Madden? I didn't see all of them, but <laughs> I was kind of surprised at how strong of a reaction it garnered from the NFL community. Yeah, so I, I'm going to look it up because I forget the fourth. Were you surprised at how strong of a reaction it got? No, it always does. Yeah, because, okay, so the one that I, I obviously got, I'm sorry, there were two that I knew that I saw. One was Aaron Donald. Yeah, which, which is I, obvious. Which is obvious. Bobby Wagner with the Seahawks surprised Couldn't me. Couldn't believe it. I, I, got I into was a, very surprised by that. I almost got into a literal fistfight with someone who told me that Bobby Wagner was the best middle linebacker in football. And I said that disrespect for Luke Keekley. That is horrible. Luke Keekley is one of the smartest middle linebackers we've ever seen. Yeah. I love Bobby Wagner. Don't get me wrong. Bobby Wagner is a key cog to that part. Yes. He is not Luke Keekley. Bobby Wagner is the guy they essentially are tried to rebuild the entire defense around now that the Legion of Boom's not there. Which which I have nothing wrong with because Bobby Wagner was a great is a very good middle linebacker. Second round pick out of Kansas State. Yeah. Very, very smart he middle linebacker. He deserves line. to be He's, there. He just is not better. And I think uh, I, I think what people are looking at is the fact that Luke Keekley had so many injury history that therefore I, I he's fragile, it. which I don't want to get into because Luke Keekley, if he is healthy 100% of the time, he's the best middle linebacker in football. He's the best middle linebacker I've watched. Yes. I mean, I think he's better than Ray Lewis. That's fair. Um, so did you see the other two? I did not see the other two, no. Give me a guess. One is defense, one is offense. One's defense, one's offense. It's um, the only offensive player with a 99. Is it Saquon? Craig. What? Oh. Uh, it's his second year in the league. They're not giving him a 99. I mean, oh <laughs> did you see what he did? God, did yeah. you see what he did? I mean, come on. Patty Mahomes is on the cover. But, I mean, third year, I wouldn't be surprised if they and give him a 99. And you're not going to pick him as a 99 option when there's one offensive left? All right, fine. Is he, is he the 99? No, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, no. They asshole. don't give second year's 99. They give uh, J.J. Wally an 80. Or TJ. Wow. Excuse me. TJ okay. Walker like an 80. That's disrespectful. Uh, no. So give me the defensive player you think it is. Hmm. There's a big name out there. So obviously Bobby Wagner and Aaron Donald are gone. Yeah. Big name. Uh, Newish city. Newish city? Second year in a new city. Second year in new city. Arguably the greatest small school player in the NFL right now outside of Oh, no, I think he is. Why am I drawing a blank on this? Um, he plays. It's a it's a northern team. Northern team. Northern team. Northern they, team. They he used to be on a team in. Uh, oh, uh, Von Miller. No, more northern. Oh, it's not a bit. I mean, Von Miller's De- Denver. Up there. Yeah, I was. Oh, he's from Texas A and M. What am I thinking? Um, small school guy. Highly um, drafted. High draft pick. High draft pick. Oh God. The coach that traded him said. Edge rushers are impossible oh, to Khalil find. Oh, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Damn it. John Gruden said, Damn it. good edge rushers are impossible to find. And he God. traded away the best one that arguably I'll ever see. Good luck with Kyle and Farrell there, man. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the last one. So okay. let's break it down. Had one of the greatest wide receiver cores in college. Oh, OBJ. No. Really? No, okay. He had a 99. He had a bad year last year. I mean, when you said... The Robinson. best hands in the NFL. 
the best hands in the NFL. Oh God! How is this a conversation? I'm sorry. Like I draw the blanks. The best from... hands in the NFL. Uh, the best hands. In... I, how many different ways can I? I'm say sorry. This? I don't know. I'm drawing blanks on this. Um, the greatest hands in the National Football League. I mean, Jerry Rice says though, man. In the National Football League right now, Greg. I'm sorry when you said greatest hands in the National Football League. Is like I Jerry Rice in the National Football League? No, but okay, when you said that, you. that's what I immediately think of. Well, stop. I'm sorry. He's got the best hands in the league. Uh, what? I'm sorry. It's I, okay. I, Calm down. Calm I haven't. Down. I haven't thought like about sweating. He's red in the face. I haven't thought about football in so breath. long. Take a breath. So I have to like oh. name five guys with really good hands. That should be 99s. That should be 99s. Um, so like Jarvis Landry's out the fucking window. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, okay, so I mean, there's like four receivers I can think of that might potentially be near an hour. Oh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Thank you. Sorry. I had to like, yeah, I had to like take a deep breath Best and I thought about, yeah, hands. okay, I'm sorry. He had one drop pass in the I last know. like two years. I know. You should. Those are the 99 overalls. All right. Jesus, Greg. Sorry. All right. So I want to get into my article I published today. Uh-huh. Uh, reason I want to get into it is because I think I brought up a majority of, and, and I do want to follow up and ask you if you have any more headlines to go with it. Okay. I brought up a couple headlines and I want to get your opinions on them. Okay. Headlines to monitor for your fantasy football season. Number one, Melvin Gordon's trade demand. Yeah, that's the big one. I was I, I saw it get posted this past I think it was last week when it, when it was dropped. Um, so basically, just to give everyone a background a conversation about this, mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon uh, was drafted like sixteenth or something. Yeah, to the he Chargers was out beh- of Wisconsin behind Todd Gurley. Behind Todd Gurley he was mm-hmm. the number two back in that draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone knew he was going to be good. He's been with the Chargers. His efficiency rating isn't off the charts, but he himself is off the charts. Right. He is one of the most productive backs outside of uh, that. Efficiency rating pisses me off. Yeah, I think I think the issue with that too is that we saw his rookie season and how horrible it was, and then his second year when he actually kind of settled into his role he's and stuff he, he, he blew up he's yeah. a three down back he's a receiving back he's, yes he's a prototypical today back and he's on a team that is super bowl ready and super bowl bound in my yes. opinion uh the only downside to it mm-hmm. he's on the last year of his contract which is a rookie deal which means he is not making the money that a top tier back should make i did see philip rivers is the third highest madden rated quarterback which is Whatever. bullshit i hey come on i, I love philip i do too are That's you telling what... me straight up hmm so the only people in front of him are probably Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes. No, no, he's third, so therefore it'd be Mahomes and Brady who are ahead of him. There's zero chance that Aaron Rodgers should be ranked lower. Aaron Rodgers That's is fair. faster, can throw farther, more accurate. That's fair. Ben Roethlisberger should be rated higher than him. Ooh, I don't know, man. Philip Rivers, I feel Russell, like... What, Russell Wilson should be rated higher than him. All right, that I can agree with. Deshaun Watson should be around that ballpark. I think he, he, needs, he needs a couple more years before he does. I don't think so with the running ability in Madden. That's where I'm going. Uh, okay, but, okay. So we're getting with Melvin Gordon. Is basically Melvin is saying, look, guys, I want to be a Charger. I want to be here. I've had a couple injuries. I have two. Re- and this is not what he verbatim said. Right. But my understanding of it is I've had a couple injuries. You have two very good running backs behind me that are both very efficient when I'm off the field. Mm-hmm. If you want me, pay me. If you don't, get rid of me. Because guess what? They could do a running back by committee with Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler. And they wouldn't miss a beat. They would be totally cool. Yeah. And guess what? I don't believe that they would be the same team in any aspect. Right. But I don't think they reach a Super Bowl without Melvin Gordon. I don't. Because um, neither of those guys have the actual running back ability he has. They both just have very good scat back and very mm-hmm. good offensive weapons. Uh, if you're the Chargers, are you paying Melvin Gordon? I think they're snake bit after seeing Todd Gurley. Because Todd Gurley essentially reset the running back market with that six-year contract that he got. But seeing how he might be a liability this year, and probably there's a good chance he couldn't play, I feel like every single team in the NFL is now scared out of their mind to pay a running back that much. Well, the difference is something that you and I bring up very, very often, Greg. And it's one of the things that you and I have built a solid understanding and appreciation for each other's knowledge around, which is you win a Super Bowl by not paying your quarterback. Yep. Very, very true. There's a difference between Goff and Rivers, obviously, which like I don't think Rivers is – he's up there, but he's not the highest paid by any imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many years Rivers even has left, though. No. He's one of those guys that – it's very Big Benish mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do another two-year contract. Right? Yeah. We'll do another two-year. <laughs> My problem with Melvin, though, mm-hmm. in all seriousness, is that I do not – wow, I just found a big typo. I spelled contender as Cont de Noir. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, whatever. This is what I'm very French. Of, very French yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah. My big problem that I bring up in this article is that Melvin Gordon is not right now a top nine pick in fantasy for me. The okay. reason being Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, and then you get into so that's it. That's at seven. Yeah. Then you get into the Melvin Gordons, the James Connors, the Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. the high-ceiling Todd Gurley guys. Which there's a lot of people not sure about what they want to do with Gurley this Which, year. Yeah, I got in that conversation too. Uh, guys, I understand. I If, if Gurley's there at 8 or later, take him. Yeah. The downside of Gurley is that you get 12 games of amazing production, and then he's gone. Yep. The upside of Gurley is he's the number one player in fantasy. Yep. That's my opinion. But anyways, back to Gordon. The other thing is there are trade destinations aligned for him by the internet, I put, because I found a couple different ones. Buffalo, Houston, Chicago, and Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I knocked off Philly on my article. I don't care. They just, don't they just do running backs like like it's nothing. Yeah, so I don't, I don't believe bother. Philly would put the money behind it after they traded for Jordan Howard. Right. Buffalo would. Buffalo would trade things for Melvin Gordon. Houston, this is the interesting one because I don't believe Chicago is in the running either. So it's between Buffalo and Houston. Okay. You know what I would believe Houston would do? What? Melvin Gordon for Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the news after this week where Jadavion Clowney isn't going to... I mean, the franchise tag issue with that. And now there's a grievance that got filed well, with it, too. it's the difference between an outside linebacker and a defensive end is yeah. $1.72 million. Yeah. And Jadavion Clowney is a freaking defensive end. Mm-hmm. I don't believe he's an outside back. So yeah, I the don't. the 17.1 instead of the 15.2 or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyway, so let's get to the next one. The next headline that I brought up. Ezekiel Elliott's potential holdout. This one hmm. I brought up because Zeke didn't say he would miss the season the way Melvin Gordon did. Right. Zeke said he would sit out training camp if he didn't get a new deal. Zeke doesn't have injuries. Zeke has off-the-field issues. Mm-hmm. And he still is going to have off-the-field issues this year, too. Perhaps. I believe that if there's one person in the NFL that is like a kid that can change his ways, it's Zeke. Mm -hmm. It's never a beating. It's never something. It's more just getting wasted and being a kid. I feel like if Jerry Jones was able to ring in Des Bryant, I feel like he can do it with mild for Jerry. Yeah. This is mild. I think he can handle Zeke just fine. If if you're the Cowboys, who do you pay? Zeke or Dak? I think it's Zeke. Because Dak is basically saying, I want high-end quarterback money. You know what the problem with Dak is? The Eagles played Carson Wentz. Right. So it's... And Dak's been better. That's true. That's very, very true. They won a, The Eagles won a Super Bowl without Carson Wentz, so that's kind of the, his logic going with it. But at the same time, you, you can't argue the fact that when Dak took over, it was a seamless transition from Tony Romo. 100%. Yeah. So I feel like I look at Jerry Jones as not wanting to have issues with his quarterback situation moving forward because before tony romo it was a revolving door of guys trying to figure out that they could go yep, with Qu- I, I quincy with quincy carter drew bledsoe like i agree with you but at the same time i don't believe the cowboys believe Dak is their franchise i believe they believe Dak is a good bridge and Dak has done well he's done he's done way better than a, any bridge than a potentially sixth do. round pick to yes. a fifth round pick but my thing with Dak is i believe that they think they've seen the best Dak has mm-hmm they have not seen the best Zeke as. Zeke can break records. Mm-hmm. Zeke is my favorite running back that I think I've... Let me take a second. My favorite running back I've ever seen. Okay. And he's Zeke. behind one of the best O-lines in football, yes. too. Yeah. Um, and, and the only other thing I added in there is I don't believe Zeke would sit out the season. I think he would just sit out training camp to be like, hey, guys, like I'm not really injury prone. Like, Can I get this contract done? But they've put so much emphasis on Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence getting them paid because their contracts are up. Right. Which Cooper hasn't signed it yet. Next one. All right. This one's more interesting. This one was something that I saw on a flyer um, that was taken to my Dynasty League that I didn't really believe in it. But as I write, the very first sentence is, I'm a sucker for veteran receivers. All right. And it's Michael Crabtree. Oh, okay. And I wouldn't have even wrote about this. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have even thought twice about this if it wasn't for the fact that the name next to Crabtree was the Chiefs. Ah, Yeah. They I, do. They do need weapons. So if Hill's out for a game, which honestly, dude, I put this and I'm going to screenshot the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. My dynasty league. I said Hill's not going to miss any games. Oh, he's going to miss eight. He's going to miss eight. That's the thing. Oh, he's not going to miss any. No, oh, he's going to miss four. He's gonna miss, not going to miss any. <laughs> oh well, no, it's two. He's not going to miss any. <laughs> Reason being, because the NFL, if it's cleared in the court, 
that's don't, clear to they their don't mind. want anything to do with it because yep. if they do something about it it's like oh so he was innocent but this guy over there they don't want that right they say oh the court's clear we're good we're out. yeah no matter how much bad press that it got during the draft and it was all over draft weekend too when it got dropped too that's one of those things that if you are proven innocent in the court of law they're not going to hold it against you. Well, that's why they took Miko Hardman in this year's draft. They still have Sammy Watkins, who really, I mean, his foot is just bad. And I hope, I hope, I hope he's back to something. But mm-hmm. he was with that. I mean, him, Martavis Bryant, and DeAndre Hopkins is the greatest wide receiver core in college I've ever seen. Yep. I mean, I get Jarvis and Odell, but this is crazy. Yep. Um, but the landing spots they had for Crabtree, I believe in the Chiefs. And I threw a couple different ones in here. Um. Wow. Okay. I, I read this article and I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> I named all the teams and then I said, basically at the bottom, could you imagine him catching corner of the end zone TD passes from one Patrick Mahomes? And I was like, did I not name? And then I wrote, okay. <laughs> I wrote my favorite suitor isn't on this list, but imagine. All right. So the other suitors. Okay. And I basically named them all. They strike Bills. me. I was gonna say they strike me as guys. They strike me as teams that are probably in contention this year, or think they're in contention this year, and could use another weapon to play with. Bills, Colts, Browns, Packers, Steelers. Those were the names from, I believe, Bleacher Report. Surprised you didn't list the Patriots. I would love to see him on the Patriots because I think that he would actually set the league on fire. And the only reason I didn't is because I believe the Patriots believe they know everything better than everyone else. Pretty much, yeah. But the names of teams that I actually believe have a legitimate shot are the Packers, Chiefs, and Colts. Mm -hmm. Colts so much, maybe not now that they have Devin Funches, but they really, I mean, they have Paris Campbell and they have T.Y. Hilton. I don't love either of them. I wouldn't mind getting another veteran on that team just because I don't trust Devin Funches. Agreed. Uh, I, I like the Chiefs because their receivers are hurt. Yeah. And I like the Packers because even though everyone's saying scald- Scandal, Valdez, yeah, Scandal, Val- I, I tried Marcus, that. I, I, th- I thought that would work out last year, and I got burned with that, too. Well, that's the weird thing is everyone's saying that he's the clear-cut number two, and Geronimo Alice has been taking reps on the bench, which, like, I... Yeah, I would much rather trust Crabtree as my number two to pair with Devontae Adams 100%. than Geronimo Allison. All right, so let's get to the next one. There's two more. Okay. Can you guess what either of them are? Major headlines that we've heard in, in one of the, so one is major, one is a big question mark about year over year. About year over year? Said, yeah. Mm. The major one I feel like you should be able to get. I don't know if this was major, but I mean, one of them was one of them potentially the thing where the Steelers are apparently are going to do the, the court, the running back by committee thing. 100% no. Cause I fully don't believe that's a thing at all. Ever, okay. At okay. All. The Steelers have never done that. I have no reason to believe they would, mm-hmm. uh, is one Which of I the, I kind of want to get Kazora's opinion on that. That's that's true. Maybe we'll ask him next weekend um, if he's there. Uh, what is is one maybe like what the Cleveland Browns about how they're going to feed all the mouths on offense and stuff like that? No, because I fully believe that they're going to feed Odell and that's it. Okay. I feel like everyone also get theirs, mm-hmm. but they're going to have to forcibly feed Odell. So no. Okay. It's a big one. That's a big one. I've been following as much as I should probably. It's a. I mean, Todd Gurley's a big one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So Todd Gurley has come out. They have arthritis in his knee, which he had two major knee surgeries, I believe, in college. I feel like that would be common then. Even after any type of surgery, you would have some sort of arthritis. Yeah, but the likely. problem is they kept him out of the Super Bowl. So that was like the big red flag that got people scared. Between that, matching Malcolm Brown's uh, offer sheet from the Lions, and the fact that they traded up to get Daryl Henderson, mm-hmm. all three basically screamed to me. And honestly, I'm glad they do. They screamed to me that there's an issue with Todd Gurley. Right. The reason I'm happy that it does scream to me like that is because now I can get Todd Gurley in the second round. <laughs> Todd Gurley is arguably the most electric running back we have ever seen. All right. He's up there. Yes. He, he has to be in the conversation. Inflammation in the knee and arthritis in the knee are something that are going to absolutely affect him down the road. He might have to wear a knee brace moving forward, moving on. If you believe that McVeigh is not prepared for this already... You're an idiot. This is a Bill Parcells disciple right here. Like, that, he is going to have some sort of game plan to work with this. I love Todd Gurley this year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, maybe get a handcuff, whatever. I made fun of the guy. Somebody, like, Sluke spent 61 bucks on Malcolm Brown and Dynasty. Oh, I would, first off, I would take Daryl Henderson in a keeper league immediately. 100%. I would take him just off talent alone. I yeah. would take him even if Todd Gurley was healthy as hell. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Todd Gurley is everyone's like, well, I'm not, I don't want to touch that. All right, I'll take him at the ninth spot. Yeah. I'll take an arguably RB1 best player in fantasy Yeah, at the ninth spot. I mean, if you're in a 12-team draft, I feel like if you have a later pick, like 10, 11, if he falls to you, take 100%. it. 100%. Yeah, because you could still get a great talent at your second pick. So it's yep. it's really not that 
bad necessarily. And then let's get to, because we're actually at the end of the show, which is impressive that we went over it a little bit today. Yeah. Last one here. It's year over year. Who was the guy last year that performed so out of his skin that people are going to be so hype on him that you need to chill? That we need to chill? Ooh. Um, it's a quarterback. Oh, it's a quarterback? It's not Patty Mahomes, is it? It is Patrick Mahomes. Ah, okay. The Patrick Mahomes repeat is a real thing for me. Um, I, I wrote this. Let's start off by saying, one, I love Mahomes, and two, I don't draft quarterbacks before the double-digit round. No, I, that's something me and you have discussed, too. And it's yeah. also the thing, too, that I feel like with quarterbacks, it's really tough to repeat the season yeah. that you had. Here's what it is. Everyone knows how good he is. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Andy Reid's offense. Mm-hmm. They don't have Tyreek Hill, who's just flat out faster than you. And maybe Hardman is there, but Hardman is not Hill. Mm-hmm. Hardman is fast. He's not Hill. They also don't have Kareem Hunt. They don't have Kareem Hunt. Mm-mm. They don't have a lot of things. Right. What they do have is Patrick Mahomes' arm and ability. Personally, people also, are going to take him in the third round. You also got the best tight end in football, too. Yeah. Yeah. You do. You mm-hmm. have Travis Kelsey, who is arguably one of the best targets in football. Very true. I, 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 I mean, shit. 40 touchdowns is less than 50. You know what I mean? Like very he's going true. To have That's le- good math, right there. Yeah, quick math, <laughs> and I wrote that in here. Uh, Forty touchdowns is still uh, dot 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 amazing. Yes, but he's gonna. He could potentially go, and I write this in. He could technically potentially go eight games without the fastest man in football. If Hill is back, I right. have no reason with you targeting Mahomes because he's still gonna be able to throw the ball mm-hmm. to Hill when he is faster than everyone else. Right. Wow, there's so many fucking typos. In there. <laughs> I wrote it this morning as soon as you dropped me off, and I was so exhausted. I just wrote. That's probably why. Um. We got to find a way to do spell check on WordPress. I'll figure that out. Okay. That's why we get but another in chief. Mahomes was the last one. So, all right. Anything else I missed on that one, Greg? Mm, no, off the top of my head, but I am curious to know, like, how high do you think Mahomes will get drafted? You say third round. Third round. Yeah. Third round. I think he has a he. I don't know his ADP right now, but I think he's going to be around third round, just because it's the same thing you see every year. Mm-hmm. He was good last year. I want him. Personally, I never treated that way outside of wide receiver mm-hmm. because running backs, I mean, Kareem Hunt was great one year. Leonard Fournette was great one year. Right. Eh, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. But alas, that is our show, Gregory. Uh, came and went very quickly. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good show. You got you got a lot off your chest, I, I feel like. That was too. a great Derek episode. That was a great Derek episode. You're welcome. All right, guys. This has been Two Beers Deep. Make sure you tune in Thursday for the live show on Facebook at Thoughts from the Bench Facebook page. Check out all the blogs at ThoughtsFromTheBench.com. Mm-hmm. And check us out on every streaming platform possible. It is pretty cool that we're on every streaming platform. It's, it makes us official. You're I welcome. like it. Yeah, thank you. Anything for you, Greg. Oh, I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Tune in on Thursday. Peace out, guys. Peace out, guys.